everyone we are back with our third episode of meet me in the middle again we have joy martin joy i don't know if you're to my left or to my right uh, put, your, put your hand up let's see whoa boom there we go okay <laughs> <laughs> and then we have our special guest tiffany martin who's uh doing our she's she's over here on my side over here yeah <laughs> and so um you know, the first, hopefully you were able to watch the first and second episode. And if you haven't, you got to go back and watch that. Um, our first episode was amazing, as usual. Uh, we were talking about maternity, the maternity health crisis, and how um, a lot of the uh, medical issues are hitting the minority community, especially our African-American sisters and um we were trying to do a better job and, and trying to get the word out there. Um, but we have special people like Tiffany Martin who are in the field of educating our ladies and helping them understand fully um, the transitions that their bodies go through, um, how to take care of themselves, how to take care of their children, um, those types of things. The second episode, we talked about our relationship crisis and Ooh, that was a huge, huge subject, wasn't it, Joy? It was. Yes. Yeah, it was. So um, we talked about our relationship crisis in that um, basically right now things have kind of been just flipped. And, um, you know, we we have the natural order of things, but at this point we're not seeing that. And so um, on this show, we're trying to just bring out those different little nuggets. And so hopefully you will spend the time in watching episode two so that you can take down some notes and you can share that information as well. Well, today we are talking about solutions to meet me in the middle. And so our solution is um, with the Dandelion House and uh, as Joy so sophisticatedly put it, sophisticatedly, I just made up a word. Well, I like it. Okay, I like it. Sophisticatedly. Okay. All right. That's going to be added to the new uh, edition of our dictionary. Um, <laughs> but being the difference and um, basically the dandelion difference. And so, Tiffany, we're going to let you have the floor in talking about what is the service component of the dandelion house. Thank you so much for the introduction. And ladies, I'm just going to say it has been amazing and awesome to spend time with you. Um, I think uh, we've said it before. I feel like we could talk forever and ever. Um, and so it's just so, so sweet to be, ba be able to be back with you for this episode. You know, the Dandelion House, um, I want to start by saying um, really just came about remarkably. The Lord was just ministering to my heart. Uh, about his his desire for women. And um, that was back in 2019 or so uh, when it really began to un uh, emerge as a ministry and we were able to procure a property. Uh, but more than anything, um, the Dandelion House is a nonprofit community 
um, of believers and those who care in a ministry house that serves as a refuge and a lifeline and gateway to wholeness. And our focus is women and families. Uh, we found that women um, are at the heart of the ministry here at the Downline House. And as a result, uh, we know that if that woman can be ministered to and equipped and encouraged and uplifted, then um, so will her family. Uh, it's kind of like, as the woman goes, so goes the household. And um, I think that that's true in many ways. Um, when you talk about the Dandelion difference or the Dandelion house um, serving in order to address some of the things that we've talked about in our last episodes, um, our biggest focus is in uh, addressing the maternity health care crisis by providing maternity support services, um, addressing the relational uh, relationship crisis by offering mentoring and um, special um, opportunities to connect with people uh, and educate and inform and encourage connection. And we also find that um, the whole life care piece, which um, is kind of encompassing of all this, really boils down to people walking free from um, things that have oppressed them and um, understanding what's holding people in these places of oppression over, over years and years and them not experiencing life and life more abundantly. Um, and so that's where our ministry is focused. And those are the kinds of things that, that we spend our time um, just asking the father to show us how to execute um, in these areas of maternity support, mentoring, and whole life care. Um, and so with that said, um, women, we're special. You know, we've got these things about us. I mean, I'm just saying, I, I mean, we are special. I think that it, it takes a lot to understand the dynamic nature of our being. When the father created us, he did something real cool. I'm not saying he didn't do it for the man, but boy, he really did something when he came to us. And the thing that I think is important to remember, or at least put in perspective, is that we are the part of the man that was taken out of him. And then we were given a womb. We were given the ability to create and to birth and to, to procreate. Um, that's a very unique design that's a very unique responsibility that a woman holds now i'm not just speaking physically but i'm also speaking relationally and spiritually um in every way we birth we bring to life we procreate we perpetuate and so the uniqueness of woman then bears um priority it, it's important to understand those things and how it plays out particularly in a life that is broken and so the Danlaw House is all about looking at how do we uh, repair the breaches and restore and, and be ministers of reconciliation and peace and help walk with women um, down the road to uh, to healing and wholeness. Nothing missing, nothing broken. Ooh, I love that. Okay, I'm going to um, confess right here, right now. Um, Lindsay, to you, I got the word dandelion difference from Tiffany. <laughs> she she created it. I just stole it and used it. <laughs> but they did an initiative a while back called the dandelion difference. Um, but so I just wanted to say that. Okay. But I love it. I love the way it rolls off your tongue, you know. So you're talking about women and the womb and the special way we're made, hormones and all. And sometimes we think that is a curse, but truly God has used it to work well uh, for life and, and to be a beautiful part of how a woman is made. 
but I want you to share specifically, you don't just talk about this with women. You don't just um, say this. You don't just um, teach classes on this, but you literally get in there and birth babies and help <laughs> women who are pregnant. You help them before the, the baby's born with, with nutrition and what to expect when they deliver you do the thing that is so important. You go with them into that labor room. I want you to talk about your journey to being a doula and now almost finishing, I think, your, do I say it right, midwifery? Is that yes. right? That's You're going to be a wow. That's what it is. So I want to talk about that, but just that and then we have another question for you related to that, to the spiritual connection of birthing and deliverance. But anyway, first talk about just the doula midwife thing and how you literally. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so um, right when the Della House was founded, there was this really supernatural call to becoming um, a midwife. That was the initial call. And on the path to becoming a midwife, I started into professional doula work. And for those that may not know the difference, a doula is a support person for a woman who's expecting um, and their whole responsibility is to walk with them through the process of childbearing um, prenatally during the labor and even postpartum, providing emotional support, physical support, informational support, as well as advocacy. And those things are pillars to professional doula work. Um, when we go into the hospital settings or in a home birth setting, because doulas can do both, then we're there with that mom all the way through the process of bringing that baby here. And then afterwards, um, the support is extensive, end-to-end -end comprehensive. Um, the difference between a doula and a midwife is that the midwife is serving um, in a similar way, providing support in all of those areas, but they're dealing with the clinical side. So what most people know as obstetricians that typically work in the hospital, midwives, particularly certified professional midwives work out of hospital and that's their specialty. Um, I think it, it escapes us uh, in our remembrance that historically babies were born at home. Babies were not born in a hospital. And so the art of midwifery in the re, uh, re-emergence and restoration and revival of the practices of midwifery are coming to the table alongside doula work um, to really uh, make a difference in the maternity healthcare experience and to deal with the disparities and the crisis that we've talked about. Um, it is statistically proven that doula support and midwifery support um, literally um, improve birth outcomes exponentially. Other mm. countries are functioning with this model of care and are not only benefiting from the, from the standpoint of more women and babies surviving childbirth um, and, and thriving in motherhood, but they're also saving money in the economy. They're also not spending the, the um, ridiculous amount of money um, that goes into what we have in our institutionalized hospital um, you know, medical environment, not again saying that there are benefits and needs for that, but birth and, and, and having children is something that is a part of our being. And it is something that can be done safely at home. It does not require medical interventions always. It does not require hospital settings always. Uh, so my going into these fields, uh, right alongside founding the Dandelion House and being a part of that community myself 
is all ab about restoring um, these, these practices that have been proven over time, even, I mean, ancient practices uh, of, of that we're free and, and the communities beginning to uh, come aboard and, and recognize that this is a viable solution to the maternity health crisis and it needs to be supported. Um, people need to stop feeling scared about having babies at home because officially that's the way it's always been. Um, and it's still working. I see it every day, all day. These babies are coming in um, uh, without complications. Moms are recovering very quickly and healing well. Mm -hmm. And I think the most special part about being a doula and a, and a midwife in training and soon to be a practicing midwife is that we get to build relationship. And that is essential. Again, dealing with the relationship uh, relationship crisis, at the end of the day, you want to know who's who's there with you. You want to be in relationship with the people that you're being that vulnerable with. I mean, for us that have had children, that's a major vulnerable moment in our lives. Our bodies go through a lot of changes. Our emotional state is having to work through things. Um, we're carrying a legacy. We're carrying... Um, experiences this child that's coming forth from us is going to need all that they they can get from those out here waiting on them and why not let it be someone uh, who knows your family who has spent time around your table eating with you or uh, has spent time on the phone throughout those long hours of night when you're like I don't like the way I'm feeling my back hurts and you know that's what we do we we sit up and we listen and we're talking through we're like you can do this girl you I, you got this those late night calls where it's like I just feel terrible and like you want some ice cream I'll bring you some ice cream let's do that you know whatever pickles. it takes it's a pickles <laughs> yeah, right that's right it's a pickles if if need be um so anyway that's the that's the answer to your question and it has been a delight to work with so many wonderful families and I think it's a big privilege I don't take it lightly it is an assignment it is an office that is divinely appointed I'm not in this and I can't be and nobody should be in it just to make money um because that really messes up things for most things that are done for money but in certainly dealing with people and lives you can't you can't put a price on on the relationship aspect of it yeah. yeah. And I'll say from just knowing you as a friend, there have been several times when I was going to get with Tiffany for one thing or another. And she says, I got a baby coming. And y'all, I mean, she will spend 20 plus hours with a mom <laughs> in labor. I'm talking about she's really doing the thing. She's staying up night and day. Tiffany, a question about a lot of the women that you serve are, would you say, what is the percentage of women who don't have a supportive spouse and they're with them? Great question. Um, the moms that seem to be assigned to me, that find mm -hmm. their way to me, um, are often single moms. Mm -hmm. um, oftentimes there's not a spouse or um, uh, a man involved to support them. Um, these moms can be as young as my youngest mom recently is 14 going on 15. My oldest mom was 47 so mm -hmm. far. So these women um, in these various seasons of life are oftentimes coming to me without support. And I'd say that percentage is at least 60 to 70% of my moms. Wow. wow. Yeah. My husband was in with all my babies Right. You know, and I'm so thankful, you know, but I realize that's not the story for everybody. And to have you 
be in there with them, not only helping them physically deliver this baby, but you're like a family, you become like a family member to them in a support um, role that, you know, they might be significantly missing. And that's very, that's a big deal. Lindsay, go ahead. I I was just going to say, my husband was there. He was very, very supportive. The one thing that I didn't like that he did was that he sat in the room and ate pizza and corn chips. And I couldn't eat. So I was eating, uh, you know, ice chips. (laughs) But he was there. But he was there. I love it. Well, and I'm going to, I'm just going to comment, Lindsay. He was wrong for that. Yeah, he was. was. (laughs) Well, I'm going to say this. Um, Honestly, what I, I will, it's just a sidebar though, but most of the time when you're in the hospital setting, they won't let you eat. Right. And there's a few occasions where that's necessary, but um, usually it's not. You can usually eat. You yeah. know, we don't we don't want you to eat a full blown steak dinner, but right. you can eat. You know, yeah. um, and I, I will I say a question for you though. I had a yeah. question for you. How many doulas are in Huntsville? Do you know that? I don't know the number, but I'm going to tell you that there are probably far fewer than needed. Let me explain. Um, within the North Alabama area. I know of at least eight doulas that are consistently working with moms and babies, eight. Now there are many that are coming aboard that have learned and begin to understand this opportunity and need. And the Downlight House has actually launched a training and mentoring program for doulas. And so we've been able to train, educate and equip and you know launch out um, about seven doulas within the last two years that we've personally mentored and worked with to make sure that they're kind of, you know, walking in the same heart as well as being skilled. So it's a need and it's growing Um, across the state. You probably have, I would say the community of doulas that I'm aware of, we're probably looking at a good 20 to 30 doulas across the state strong. Midwives, interestingly, are about the same, about 25 to 26 midwives for the entire state of Alabama. I do know that number. Uh, Because we're all watching, like, like, can some more midwives get trained? We need more midwives. So um, that's um, a a very small number to cover such a large um, geographical area and to meet the huge and growing needs. Um, Too much of the Alabama terrain and geography is rural areas. Most of the Alabama um, areas are far from hospitals or further from hospitals. There was a called um, deserts. We mm-hmm. consider those in deserts. Mm-hmm. So midwives have this awesome opportunity to take their skill and their care um, that's customized and personalized to clients in areas that are rural. Um, the Dan House happens to actually be in a rural area as well. So it's, it's a kind of a cool opportunity for us to be within the community that's potentially needing more of the support than, than maybe those in the city and the areas that are closest to um, more healthcare professionals and, and medical attention. So. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's really good to hear because I know, I mean, I, I had my first baby at 22 and, um, and I had my baby in Michigan. So the, the, the social climate was a bit different. I really wish that I would have researched that more, um, because I love the support that you all provide. I love the educational aspect. Um, there were some rough points um, giving birth and just you know learning how to breastfeed and all that kind of stuff. But it, it was it was a rough experience and it was a negative experience. 
Um, and I really, I really applaud you for being led and being obedient to be in that field, you know, because the Lord will tell us different things, but we don't necessarily have to obey that. Thank right? you so much. So I, I applaud you for being obedient um, and walking into your purpose um, and into this chapter of your life because it's so richly needed. I mean, I can, I can just feel the support that you all provide mm -hmm. uh, just by talking to you and your explanation of everything that's going on with how you educate them and how you want to bring them in line with the purpose of the Dandelion House. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Praise the Father. So as we, you know, kind of not totally wrap up, but as we kind of pull some of this together, there's a huge spiritual component here. And I say that because to me, it, it makes all the difference in the world. We could just take care of the physical, which is a noble and wonderful and beautiful thing. But when you add the spiritual in and the the hope and healing and relationship with Jesus into this mix. Wow, this is a holistic uh, approach to the individual, you know, spiritually, physically, emotionally. So talk to us about some of the things that you're able to, um, how you're able to walk with these mamas um, by building relationships, you've got the, the, the opportunity to share the spiritual thing and how some of this birthing process, look at me, I'm so visual, this birthing process. Walk That's real. It, walk us through it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, is, uh, is, is, you know, related to spiritual birthing of, of, what God is birthing in us and also just delivery, you know? So um, talk about that. <laughs> wow. It, 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 that's a very big thing and probably warrants a whole lot of time, but I will just say um, from the area of, of pregnancy mm. and becoming a mother, that is a spiritual event. I think that it can be so focused on as a physiological experience but we, any of us that have been through childbirth knows that that is something very heavenly, supernatural. It is way beyond our comprehension. Mm -hmm. um, everything around the anatomy and the development, I mean, everything. So fundamentally the birth experience in, in the physical is, is paralleled with a spiritual experience. And I relate it back to my own um, coming into motherhood. And I remember that I was never the same again after I had my first child. My appetite changed. I started thinking differently. I started having extra like spidey senses. I mean, it was like a whole nother something, right? But it, I do remember that in all of those changes, I was, I felt strongly that there was this spiritual component of me coming to life and needing to be nurtured and tended to. And there's a vulnerability during pregnancy where spiritual matters can really be much more discerned and more easily dealt with. So at the dental house, we never impose or um, you know, take people down this path, what some people would balk at and I would also say isn't okay, you know, beating people over the head with scriptures or um, condemning them or making them feel like, you know, they have to convert to be uh, none of that. That is not the heart of the father. 
I believe that what you experience in our love, in our care, in our life, like walking it out with you, that is what's ministering to them. And that what, and we trust the Holy Spirit in us to minister to them in their spiritual states. Like, and then it becomes opportunities to have conversations, opportunities for them to like, I literally have sat quietly with a new client. And before the 45 minute initial consultation is over, they have told me their whole life story. I know all the things. And so what I'm able to do and what I have others on our team that do is that first we pray, we pray for these moms and we, we delve into it with that first. And as we develop the relationship and walk with those mamas, we, we offer them opportunities to confess and to talk more and to offer them the truth and, and do it in a way that they can receive it. We do also have opportunities to walk them through um, specific types of tools like keys to freedom. We have uh, various resources that we provide uh, to help them walk through their brokenness and to understand the truth and how it applies to the wound and to help them deconstruct lies in their thinking and their false beliefs and, and resurrect truth and affirm um, them in the process of their preparation to birth. And so in a sense, they're preparing to birth and we're helping them become their new creation at the same time. And that's how it works for us. And it's again, not nothing methodical in a sense. It's nothing that is like some program. We don't do programs like that. We're all about the individual and letting the Holy Spirit guide and, and, and cultivate and organically minister through us. And that transformation happens by his power, not, not by anything that we're really doing other than just being a present, being available and showing his love. And that's pretty much it. Um, the only other thing I'll mention that is coming down the pike that we do and are excited about, we're, we're really um, excited about it, is that we do have a transitional housing program, a short-term transitional housing program that we're about to launch going into 2024 that will give us opportunity to walk with these single moms um, much more um, closely because a lot of them are also displaced. So mm -hmm. we're preparing to make a place safe for them uh, all the more at, at the dental eye house. So then we can be in that place with them um, throughout the you know first three to six months of their baby being here even. So that's going to be an extension of, of care and support in the physical sense that will create more room for the spiritual opportunities to, for transformation. Oh, love it. Love it. Love it. And you know what it's making me think of? Mary, the mother of Jesus, who was displaced when she delivered Jesus, right? Come on, come on. I mean, wasn't she? So, I mean, that she had been riding this donkey, bless her. Talk about a way to, a way to labor, riding a donkey for days, you know, from her hometown to uh, Bethlehem. And then she ends up, there's no room in the inn. She's, she's in a, a stable with all the cows and whatever. I mean, that's displaced, you know, yes. so she knows what it's like to have a baby in, in the rough places. Mm. Oh, yes. Um, oh, yeah. And also she was, you know, shunned and rejected. I mean, so, man, what a way to say, hey, Jesus's mama knows what you're going through. Wow. <laughs> right. wow. So, so well said. Saying, I'm just saying. That's um, a beautiful connection. No, that's really a beautiful connection. Oh, and Joy and I were able to go to the Dandelion House and um, do an overnight girls trip. And let me tell you, um, it it is a place of complete peace. 
Um, Tiffany is not paying me for this promo, okay? <laughs> it is a place of complete peace, restoration, spiritual quietness, and um, I, I was trying to figure out how I was going to stay there longer, but, you know, got kids and husband and people we got to get back to. But Joy and I had a wonderful time, Tiffany. And for all you people out there that are going to access these services, um, spiritually, physically, doula, midwifery, this child right here can cook, okay? That one right there, this one right here, that one right there, oh, she can throw down. Thank you. She can yeah. cook. Yeah. And no, so you don't have to be pregnant to uh, meet with Tiffany. <laughs> no, Thank you for clarifying it. Lindsay and I, we're done with that. We yeah. eat. The oven is closed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's not just for pregnant women. Tiffany is, you know, much broader than that. Tiffany, tell us how, tell everybody how they can get in touch with you, the Dandelion House, and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Sure. So, um, because it's relational, we're all about direct connection. So we welcome emails and direct phone calls and text messages. Um, the email that's most attended to is info at the dandelionhouse.org. Info at the dandelionhouse.org. Um, you can also reach us at 256-701-0780. And that is an office line, but it is tended to. And you can also text to that number. Um, and we really are all about like referrals and direct connect. You will not easily find us online right now. That's on purpose. Um, you will not find us online in that way. Uh, we do have some community partners like the mom foundation, um, that partners with us to make sure that there's, um, scholarship funds and, um, resources in place for the moms that do come to us without much of anything. So I'm thankful for the mom foundation and shout out to Glennie Lorick. Um, for that ministry uh, of motherhood that she oversees. And you may find um, it beneficial to go online and check that out as well uh, at the mom foundation, hsv.org. Um, that's the website. And on there, you will find the Dentaline Difference Initiative. And that will give you insight to that initiative that Joy was talking about. And it's all about um, preparing women, uh, particularly um, if you're interested in becoming a doula or a midwife, you can go to that site, get information about how to reach us that way. And you can also sow into the ministry that way so that women who need doulas and midwives can afford it. So, you know, your donations go towards the support for these mamas to have these babies. And so those are the best ways to reach us. Thank you. Yeah, and if you, if you need a respite, like Lindsay and I did, <clears throat> there, you know, it's like this duplex that's just been beautifully decorated. I think um, Tiffany's daughter's kind of an interior designer yep. too. Yes. So a lot of fun. So it's beautiful, peaceful, everything you need. And then Tiffany comes in with a big tray of amazing food, <laughs> like comfort food, grits and such, you know? <laughs> like, did I not moan through my breakfast? I mean, yeah. Lindsay took a picture of me because I was just like, oh. This is put some pictures up of Joy's face. <laughs> I'm not right. So I'm just saying, and she has a way you can donate online. And so I do, we really, she's in Newmarket, Alabama. Um, 
you know, but anybody can reach out to her. So we'll we'll put all that in the description, those that phone number and email address um, that people can contact you. Um, and let me just say this too. I'm a mama of four and I had um, C-sections, four different, I had a midwife actually. So, and I love, love, love my midwife. And I so wanted to do all those things. Um, there were some complications that created <clears throat> a scenario where I ended up having a C-section. I just want to speak to you mamas out there and hold your little face and say, you're not a failure. <laughs> if you had a C-section, don't feel like that. Um, honestly, we know that God designed our bodies in a way to have this natural childbirth, but there are some times where that um, is just not the healthiest you know, situation for the mama or the baby. And um, I'm one of those scenarios. And so um, I think for a long time, I felt like a failure because I didn't do it right or like I was supposed to. And I just want to say whatever the reason, or even if it was kind of put on you and you didn't really want it and you could have had something different, it's okay. God got your baby here and, and right. just like rest in God's plan. And it gives us compassion for others. And um, yeah, there's a lot, um, a lot probably in that boat. So I just wanted to say that. And I know Tiffany would say the same thing, you know, that there's, there's, um, she's, there's no judgment. <laughs> Absolutely. And I will echo and amen that I just will add there is absolutely reasons why a mom should go into a hospital setting. And there are reasons when a cesarean is necessary that that was the right decision. And as doulas and midwives, we still have a responsibility to recognize when that's needed. And we do. There's not this superwoman syndrome that you got to walk out in no way. We want to be safe. We want to walk it out wisely. And sometimes that requires hospital and it requires the expertise of surgeons, which is what most of, of the obstetricians are very trained to do. They do it well and babies are still here safe and sound. And my prayer is that if you've experienced any trauma, um, birth trauma, that you contact us because we also work with moms that are overcoming some of those moments in exactly right joy you did nothing wrong and right. your body is still god's design and that yeah. baby was supposed to get here that way but your story is a testimony and it's, it's there, there's a special reason for why that went that way and you should feel no shame you are blessed okay my midwife was great she stayed with me 24 hours and i pushed for three hours mm -hmm. and i mean she finally said we you know you've tr you've done you've done your best <laughs> All you can do, and she knew, just like you said, she knew it's time to call in, you know, some help. And, you know, so I thank God for that. But go ahead, Lindsay. Close no, I was going to add to what you're saying because um, I had both of my children um, vaginally, but I needed a bunch of drugs. <laughs> a lot of times people will say, well, you didn't have it naturally. Oh, no, yes, I did. I <laughs> drugs so for those of you out there that needed some drugs because you don't have a high tolerance for pain you did the doggone thing like tiffany said and um don't be ashamed of that either you know so like she's like tiffany said what a gift from god to be able to co-labor with him to create 
Man. Yeah. Yep. Man. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. We have a powerful gift, ladies. Yeah, 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 yeah. And a responsibility that goes with that powerful gift. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. So. Yeah. Are we closing it down, Joy? We are. Tiffany, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We love you. Yeah. And um, so God increase your territory and a lot of mamas um, and families too, because as you said, when you bless the mamas, you know, that's just going to spread exponentially to her children and children's children and, and the people around her, because, you know, the way it is, you know, we're kind of the hub of a lot of relationship, you know, absolutely. And society. So um, thank you. And thank you to Glennie Lorick uh, with the Mom Foundation, who will help you in every way learn yes. how to breastfeed well. And yes, she's good at that. God for her. her. I needed her back then. I needed her. Oh, I did too, right? Because everybody said, oh, that's just so natural. It just come to you. Oh, honey, it ain't always so natural to come to you. <laughs> oh, that was rough. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Lindsay, would you pray over Tiffany and Midline House as we close? I will. I will. Again, Tiffany, thank you so much for sharing. Absolutely. Um, you are so needed and your ministry is so needed and God bless you. God bless thank you. Thank you. Lord, we just thank you so much for this time together as women of God. We thank you for the gifts that you've given to us, Lord. And Father, as you go before us, help us to be calm because we know that you've gone before us and that you've paved the way for us. Sometimes it is wearying. Sometimes it is drawn out. But Lord, we know in the end that you have won the battle and that Lord, we are on the winning side. We bless your name. We thank you and we lift you up. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, amen. Amen. Thank you, ladies. I love y'all both. We yes. really appreciate you.